Hey everybody, we had some technical difficulties, but we're back and we're going to finish this up. Like I was saying earlier, you have to believe God. You have to call those things which be not as though they were. You can't be moved by what you see. You can't be moved by what you feel. You know what I'm saying? I could have been moved by the fact that my phone just went out. You know what I'm saying? I'm actually on my wife's phone, but you know what? Not moved by that. All right. But the bottom line is we call those things which be not as though they were. We have to renew our minds to the word of God. We have to uh, change our image and we have to at the, at the end of the day, it's all about what God thinks. And the bottom line is God gave Abraham his promises. God gave Abraham his promises because God had a plan for Abraham. God had a vision for Abraham. The vision for Abraham was for him to be a father of many nations. And so what Abraham ended up doing was his name was changed. His confession changed. He went from saying that he was childless to saying, I am a father of many nations. I am a father of many nations. And what we have to realize, ladies and gentlemen, is that we have to call ourselves what God calls us. God has given us his word. God has, has, has given us the old covenant and the new covenant. He's given us the old Testament and the new Testament. He's given us that because God has a vision for us. And so in order for our vision to line up with God's vision, what we have to do is we have to study these covenants. What we have to do is we have to call those things which be not as though they were. We have to call ourselves healed. We have to call ourselves prosperous. We have to call ourselves blessed. We have to change our inner image to match what God thinks about us. There are too many believers. They are seeing themselves the way the world sees them. You know, in the world, they have a thing where they call us the middle class. When I say us, you have the poor you have the middle class and you have the wealthy. And the sad part is so many believers, they um, allow themselves to be put in a group where they will call themselves the middle class. God, nowhere in his word calls you middle class. God calls you the head and not the tail. God says you are above only and not beneath. God says you are a king and a priest. God doesn't even call you a servant. God calls you a son. And so if God calls you a king, why would you call yourself middle class? God doesn't want you to call yourself middle class. God considers you a king. God considers you to be an heir of God. and He calls you a joint heir with Jesus Christ. So because God calls us that, because God sees you that way, the Bible says that wealth and riches shall be in your house. The Bible says that he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. So if God sees you as healed, that's how you see yourself. If God sees you as blessed, you see yourself as blessed. If God says that his angels are encamped around about you, that's the way it is. It doesn't matter what's going on in this natural world. You see yourself the way God sees you. See, if you're not careful, you'll see yourself the way the media portrays you. You'll see yourself the way somebody else calls you. Somebody else might tell you you're not going to amount to anything. Somebody else might call you inferior. Somebody else might put you in a category because of the color of your skin or because of your gender or whatever it is. But you have to call yourself and you have to see yourself as God sees you. See, the Bible says there's neither Jew nor Greek. There's only one. God has made one man. And so when you're in Christ Jesus, that's all that matters is I'm in Christ. And when I'm in Christ, I'm therefore seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I'm seated at the right hand of God. So I have to see myself 
as royalty. And when I see myself as royalty, I will carry myself as royalty. I will no longer allow myself to wear certain clothes and drive a certain car and live in a certain place. Because you're going to say, you know what? I'm better than this. God says, I'm the head and not the tail. So, Father, I just thank you right now that all of my needs are met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord God. Your word says that if I be willing and obedient, I eat the good of the land. Well, you know what, Father God? If you say I eat the good of the land, then you want me to drive the good. You want me to eat the good. You want me to wear the good. You want me to fly the good. Everything that's good, Father God, I am supposed to have it because I am royalty. When you see a king, if you saw a king driving a Kia, and I have nothing against a Kia, okay? But if you saw a king drive, driving a Kia, your, your mindset would be, why is he driving that Kia unless he just wants to drive it? You're going to say he's royalty. Royalty drives certain kind of vehicles. Royalty wears a certain kind of dress or, or wears certain kind of clothes. Royalty lives in a certain kind of house. Royalty lives, that their, their standards are higher. You're royalty, my friend. And so it's time for us to, to stop allowing the media to tell you how you're supposed to look, the media to tell you how you're supposed to live. Stop allowing yourself to be called the middle class. Stop allowing yourself to, to uh, you know, you do what you got to do. Sometimes, you know, you got to look for deals. Sometimes you have to, uh, you know, look for sales. But at some point in your life, you got to start saying prices don't mean anything. And I'll give you an example. LeBron James. When he was fresh out of high school, I want to say he was about 19 years old, and he had just got a $90 million deal from, from Nike, $90 million shoe deal. He was the number one pick out of high school, and somebody asked LeBron James a question. They said, when was the last time you looked at a price tag? He, told, he said to the person who asked him, he said, to be honest with you, I can't tell you the last time that uh, I looked at a price tag. Now, you think about this. He wasn't trying to get a deal. He wasn't trying to find a sale. He was, he was saying, you know what? I got it. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and just start making a bunch of purchases to prove a point. But what you got to start doing is you got to start changing your inner image. And you got to start saying, I'm a child of the king. And you got to start saying, because I'm a child of the king, I'll wear the best. And I drive the best. And I eat the best. See, one thing about prosperity, prosperity gives you a choice. Prosperity gives you options. See, today I was talking to my Bible class. And I was talking to my Bible class about having a choice. And I told my Bible class that one of the things that pushes me now, one of the things that, that really, really is driving me right now, and this is, going to sound, this is going to sound a little weird, but I was with my son at the Lego store. And my son, he loves Legos. You know, I, I told about how a couple of weeks ago he was believing God for a Lego set and things of that nature. My son loves Lego sets. But the last two Lego sets that he purchased, they were right around $25. And I said, son, do you ever like the Bat Caves? You know, the Bat Cave was like $100. You know, and, and then he was looking at the X-Wing from Star Wars. That's like $149. He was like, daddy, I know I do like those things, but you know, look how much they cost. And that did something to me on the inside. Because on the inside, I was like, I, I, I don't want my son to just want the $25 Legos. You know, in order for, if he wanted to get the Batmobile Lego set, that's like $50. If he wanted to get another type of Batman set. See, I was telling my class today, all of the big time Lego sets are more expensive. They're eighty dollars. They're one hundred forty nine dollars. You know, there's a there's an Avengers uh, set that costs three hundred and forty nine dollars. And and my son will look at that and he'll just keep moving because in his mind that's out of his price range. But see that drives me. I want my son to be able to go to the Lego store and get any Lego set he wants. Why? Because I love my son. 
And I don't want my son to start thinking limitations. I don't want my son to think, well, I can only afford a certain thing because that's just out of my price range. And see, what we've done in the past, ladies and gentlemen, we have programmed ourselves to have a lack mentality. Our mentality has been that I can't afford this because of my job. And we've said I can't live in a certain kind of house and I can't drive a certain kind of car because of my job. But see, what you got to understand is the Bible says that God will meet your needs according to his riches and glory. Not according to your job, not according to what you got in your bank account, not according to, uh, to anything else other than his riches and glory. The Bible says in, in Psalm chapter 23, it says, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. So therefore, if the Lord is my shepherd, what, what I mean, what should I lack for? So we got to realize we have to renew our minds. And remember, that's what we talked about last week. We talked about the fact that we got to renew our minds to the word of God. And a part of renewing our mind is getting the, the limits off, taking the limitations off our minds, taking the limitations off what we think we can have. See, Jesus died to take the limits off. Jesus died. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He didn't say I came that you might have life and to barely have it. He said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. See, when God approached Solomon and, and he asked Solomon, what do you want? And when Solomon told him, all I desire to do is to be able to, to, to be a king to your people. And I desire wisdom and knowledge. God says, Man, you didn't ask for your enemies. You didn't ask for wealth. But because you didn't ask for it, I'm going to make you the wealthiest king to ever live. Now, notice that's what God did for Solomon. And then, you know, what the Bible said about Job, the Bible said that Job was the wealthiest man in the east. And Satan said later on in that first chapter, Satan said the only reason why he serves you is because you blessed him. And so the Bible says at the end of Job, right around Job 42, the Bible says that. That God blessed Job with twice as much. Now notice, Job at one time was the wealthiest man. He was the greatest man in the East. And God gave him twice as much. God wants you blessed. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 35 verse 27, Let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God wants you blessed. God wants you prosperous. The Bible says in, I believe, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, the Bible says that Jesus became poor. That's you through his poverty might have abundance. There is nowhere in the Bible where God says he wants you to be in poverty. There's nowhere in the Bible where, the, where God says he wants you in lack. When God put man in the, in the garden of Eden, Adam had no lack whatsoever. There was no lack. And God was the one who put him in the garden. So we have to understand that, you know what, the world has sold us a, a, a bag of goods that, that we should have been buying. We got to renew our minds to the word of God. The Bible says that uh, the Bible says in uh, third John verse two, it says, beloved, I wish above all things. Now check this out. I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. But notice God wants you to prosper in every area of your life. He wants you to prosper mentally. He wants you to prosper physically. And he wants you to prosper financially. He wants you to prosper in your marriage. He wants you to prosper in your jobs. He wants you to prosper in your relationships with other people. I mean, when people see you, they ought to be like, whoo, man, you are blessed. Because that's what the Queen of Sheba did. She came She came, and, and, and she, she met with Solomon. And the Bible says that she asked Solomon all these questions. And Solomon answered all her questions. And then she said she looked around and she saw the way her servant stood, the way his servant stood. And she saw the, the, the stuff that they were eating. And she saw the gold that they were eating on. And she, she was blown away. 
So we have to realize that we are a testimony. God wants to use us to be a testimony to the world. And in order for us to experience his goodness, we got to change our inner image. We have to stop saying that we're broke. We have to stop seeing ourselves as middle class. We have to stop seeing ourselves as second rate. We have to stop thinking that everything that happens to the world is going to happen to us. The Bible says that in famine we shall laugh. He didn't say you're going to cry. He didn't say you're going to be poor. He didn't say when the world's in famine, you're going to be in famine too. He didn't say that. He said in famine you shall laugh. The Bible says in Psalm 91, a thousand shall fall at your side. 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. We have to start thinking God's thoughts. We have to stop being um, frustrated with what we're seeing. We have to stop being moved by what we see. We have to stop being moved by what's going on in our world. We have to stop being moved by the terrorism that's taking place in other countries. We have to stop being moved by, by everything that we're seeing. Yes, there's wrong things happening out there. Yes, there's poverty in the world. Yes, there's all kind of ills in our world. But guess what? We're in this world, but we're not of it. The Bible says only with your eyes will you see the destruction of the wicked. We're only supposed to be seeing it, and that's what we're doing. We're seeing it, but we're not partaking of it. I'm not worried about my family. The angel of the Lord is encamped around about my family. I plead the blood of Jesus over my family. My wife is divinely protected. My children are divinely protected. I say that wealth and riches are in my house. It might be a bad economy out there, but I'm, I'm operating under heaven's economy. And heaven's economy is always increasing. Heaven's economy is always in good condition. It's never, there's never, um, any type of recession going on in heaven. There's never any layoffs in heaven. The only thing that's going on in heaven is good stuff. Every good gift and every perfect gift, it comes from above. Every good and perfect gift. God doesn't give any bad gifts. God doesn't send you sickness. God doesn't send you poverty. God doesn't send you something bad to happen to teach you something. God is a good God. The Bible, Old Robert said this. Old Robert said, there's nothing bad in God and there's nothing good in the devil. He said, God is a good God. And he would always tell the people when he came on television, he said, something good is going to happen to you. And I'm telling you today, something good is going to happen to you as you reprogram your mind, as you retrain your insides, as, as you as you uh, change the image on the inside. I'm telling you, good things are coming your way, but you have to say it on a daily basis. You have to think it on a daily basis. Great things are coming my way. I'm blessing the city. I'm blessing the field. I'm blessed when I go out. I'm blessed when I come in. The blessings of Abraham are coming upon me and they are overtaking me. You know, surely goodness and mercies. They follow me all the days of my life. Everything I put my hands to it prospers in Jesus' name. The angels are going forth now, and they're causing money to come to me from the north, south, east, and the west. Favor circles me like a shield. See, you got to say those things. And as you say those things on a daily basis, your inner image is going to change, and can't nobody talk you into losing because your mind will be renewed to the word of God, and you will start to experience victory on an everyday basis. Well, I've been talking for a while. It's been a different kind of night. Once again, I apologize to those who were watching me and then my phone cut off. I'm actually finishing this up on my wife's phone. My other phone, I've been having some issues with it, with some, some problems with it. So it's looking like I'm going to have to go ahead and bite the bullet and I'm going to go ahead and buy me a new phone. But we know God is my source. And so we're just thanking God for a new phone. And um, we're just thanking God for taking us from one level of glory to another. Trust this message has been a blessing to you. If you haven't had a chance to go to the website, please do so. MatthewChapmanMinistries.org. We're, we're making changes. We're, we're always updating the website on a weekly basis. So if you get a chance, check it out. Every week we got new stuff going on. You know, God is doing some great things. If you want to 
you know, sow seed into the ministry. You can do so on the website as well. Once again, www.matthewchapmanministries.org. I love you guys. God bless you. Thank you for watching. We'll talk to you later.